Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. With us on the Weekly Standard is Fred Barnes. And Fred, you've been writing about Donald Trump and the hot button issue of abortion, mm-hmm. which we've been told is death. You know, in the, Don't talk about abortion. No one wants to hear about it. Uh, where is Donald Trump on this issue? Well, he's changed on abortion. Uh, he was very noisily pro-abortion as late as 1999. He endorsed partial birth abortion. He said, oh, abortion's terrible, but he really believed in choice and he had to go with choice. Well, you didn't hear from him much on that until a few years ago where he started calling himself pro-life all of a sudden. It, it seemed surprising, and uh, but he really put some uh, some meat on that thing in his campaign against Hillary Clinton. For a couple of reasons. One, I think he his opinion has changed. But two, it certainly helped him in the campaign with a variety of voters, evangelical Protestants, Catholics, uh, just uh, social conservatives in general. Uh, it really did help him. He put out a letter to pro-life leaders in which he actually had an agenda saying, I will name a Supreme Court justice who is pro-life, and I will seek to uh, uh, ban abortions on uh, on any uh, 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 unborn children who've reached a stage where they can feel pain. And it was a four-part agenda. He would Obviously, one of the classics is to uh, withdraw federal funding for Planned Parenthood so long as they're uh, doing abortions. And this was a big step for Trump. And then there was the third debate with Hillary Clinton where they debated where they debated partial birth abortion. And Hillary had the usual things you've always heard about, well, we have to do this because, oh, these are such heartbreaking decisions that women have to make, make latent abortions, which I think is a, a, something that is not intrinsically true. But anyway. Well, it's medically um, dubious, Well, certainly. it's medically dubious because I know there have been studies of, of late-term abortions, and they're mainly just – Elected. By women who wanted an abortion. Uh, and it wasn't because they had some uh, life or death problem themselves. Uh, and he debated her on that very, very strongly and said he was he was dead set against any sort of uh, abortions where you have to yank the baby out of the womb and, and so on a day before it might be born. Uh, and that really, uh, I think, established him as a pro-life a political leader. Uh, he has an agenda. Uh, he said things. And now he's going to be president. So we'll see what he does. But clearly it helped in the election. A lot of people were saying to uh, social conservatives and values voters who are considering Trump, look, this guy will say anything. I mean, mm-hmm. he is. Let's just say he's a you know, politician and sometimes opinions mm-hmm. change. <laughs> change. Do you believe that he has given value voters a reason to trust him, not mm-hmm. just to hope he'll do the mm-hmm. right thing or to say, well, mm-hmm. even if he's bad, Hillary Clinton would be worse, but mm-hmm. to actually believe that he's on their side. Yeah. Well, look, trust is the wrong word. I mean, you're talking about trusting a politician, but what they have now is social conservatives uh, that has something to measure his sincerity by. He's endorsed an agenda. He said what he's for and what he's against and what he wants. Now, if he uh, and they're going to judge him by that, so they don't need to trust him. <laughs> they need to measure him and demand that he live up to what he promised. And you know, look, most uh, like most voters, uh, they are suspicious of what politicians tell them, particularly ones that had one one position a few years ago and now they have a new one. But look, it clearly worked in the campaign.
let's broaden the horizon, not mm-hmm. just to the issue of abortion, but values voters and social conservatives mm-hmm. as a whole. It, I think it's fair to say that Trump is an unlikely champion of social conservatism. Uh, we just did a podcast with mm-hmm. Andrew Ferguson who pointed out that Trump's presidency in a way has been kind of an assault on the the civility, the social structures that social conservatives tend to protect separate from the hot button issues of abortion and gay marriage, et cetera. But then speaking of gay marriage, Trump is pretty solidly pro-gay marriage and Mm -hmm. LGBT rights. Mm -hmm. Uh, How would you urge uh, social conservatives, value voters to view Trump at this point? Well, I think they need to view him uh, as someone who agrees with them in part, but not in whole. And uh, look, Trump, why is Trump uh, for gay marriage? One reason is politically is he believes, as many, many other people do, that that argument's been won. And it hasn't been won by social conservatives. It's been won by all the people who supported uh, same-sex marriage. And he doesn't want to take on that fight. On abortion, he does want to take on that fight. On school choice, for instance, uh, he wants to take on that fight, another issue that's important to uh, 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 social conservatives. And uh, I think many of them think, Gee, they've gotten a, a lot more out of him than they expected. You know, Ronald Reagan was interesting. He didn't put a lot of uh, political uh, chips on the table on behalf of social conservative mm-hmm. issues, and yet mm-hmm. they rallied around him, mm-hmm. I think because they sensed he was on their side and one of them. Yeah. I would just respond to someone said, Trump is on their side, but not one of them. In other words, he doesn't really believe a lot of the stuff they believe in, but he perceives them as important to his political coalition. He sees them on his side of the issue of political correctness in general. In other Mm -hmm. words, these are the people who are being Mm -hmm. pushed back into silence. Their opinions Mm -hmm. are being suppressed. And so that's kind of their common cause. But He's not. He, he's cheering their train yeah. along, but he's not really up there pulling the whistle. Well, you know, he had an interesting uh, excuse uh, a few years ago when he was becoming a pro-lifer, uh, or at least he, he said he was, and that was he'd been pro-abortion uh, because he was a New Yorker, and that just sort of came with being uh, someone from New York. Uh, that was sort of in the in the bloodstream of the city, and now he's a. Uh, He's still a New Yorker, so I think they, uh, that social conservatives uh, view that. And here's a guy that he's he's lined up with us on a few issues, and and he's committed himself very strongly on them. But uh, uh, we can't expect uh, too much, and uh, uh, clearly. Uh, same-sex marriage is popular in New York City. Well, as uh, Donald Trump will tell you, you'll find in 2 Corinthians, any enemy of my enemy is my friend. Fred Barnes, thanks so much for joining us here for the podcast. Always enjoy it. You've been listening to the Weekly Standard Podcast. Please be sure to check weeklystandard.com regularly for podcast updates and subscribe to the podcast at iTunes.com. Just search for Weekly Standard.